Hashtag Jesus. Jesus is the way to God. Always the time for Eastern, the church used as a special season to focus themselves on Jesus alone. The different approaches to God, we will figure out the mystery of Christ because Jesus said, I've come to give life, the life to the fullest. my dad. He was a great guy. He always told me, son, become a butcher. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love those people who know to say how thank you. I want to say thank you to my mother and my father and my, uh, my brothers in Kosovo. I'm really thankful. I, I don't know, but I completely changed last days um, inside of my heart. Say thank you. Oh, how I love to say thank you. I really pray. He's not here anymore. He's not among us. So I really pray that he's in heaven. Hallelujah. 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 I pray on my knees, Jesus. I pray that you will be with him. Well, I give a lot of my time and my gifts, everything, every Sunday. Okay, it's, it's not everything. <laughs> no, it's a, a part of. Hmm? I want to thank you, say thank you uh, to BMW. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I really pray that I'll be there someday too, so we can shoot chaos together. So come on, say thank you. Just be thankful. Hallelujah! And he sent this guy, I, I, I want to thank you that you listened to the voice of Jesus and that you came to me and that you give me your money. And awesome. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Dude, I, I gotta go now. I'm calling it emotional now. And the chaos are waiting too. I want to say thank you to Jesus because now I have a girlfriend and her name is Sonia. Just try, be thankful. So hi church, how are you doing? What an amazing clip every Sunday, I'm so surprised. I, two weeks ago I was in Germany, in Karlsruhe, they showed the clip and not one person laughed. It was so quiet. Uh, and uh, I'm happy that at least on one part by the butcher you start to laugh. Before I start with the message uh, this afternoon, I want to give you a little bit of praise report what God is doing in our movement, what God is doing around the world. Uh, we have started two weeks ago in a worship tour to Germany. And I want to show you some cities we have been. And all the cities are colored. Uh, that means we will start there a church this year. For example, Landau, Hamburg, uh, Passau, and even Palermo, Italia. Palermo, mamma mia pizzeria. We have so many Italians in our church, and this morning they go crazy when I said Palermo, because Palermo is amazing. Yeah. And you know, when, when we started about 20 years ago, we had only one church in Zurich, and now we're going to almost 70 churches, and this year will be the biggest church planting year 
in, our, in the whole history of our church. And it's amazing what God is doing. It's like a move of God because we never intended to plant any church. It's really a God movement. And let's give God for that an amazing big hand. Come on, church. It's amazing what God is doing. Amazing. The topic tonight is hashtag thankful. Can you say hashtag thankful? Thankfulness is a very, very important thing. And I want to start with a really true story, a heartbreaking story. There was a, a guy, he's 80 years old, and every day he went to a retire home. And there was a very old lady. And every day he took the lady for a small walk and they sat on a bench. And every day he took a book where he wrote an amazing love story. And every day... He wrote the same story to that woman, a true story. And he told that lady on the bench, in the 40s, I was a soldier. I was on a fun fair and I saw an amazing lady. I was immediately, I loved that woman. I said, I want to marry her. But unfortunately, I had to go to the war again and I was a soldier. And I had no chance to connect with this young, beautiful lady. But I wrote her every week a letter. Every week. When I came home after war, I realized she's engaged. And not one letter she received because the mom, she blocked all the letter. The mom said, I don't want to, that this soldier, that's not the right guy for my girl. And when he heard that story, that not one letter she was able to read, he was really disappointed. And she was only engaged. Engaged means just when you like park a car. He said, I will fight for her. She's not married, she's only engaged. And he fights so hard for her, and he broke up, he gave her all the letters. And the story changed that that woman, she broke up the engagement, and they were falling in love, they get married, they had kids and babies, and they lived a very, very long and blessed life. He told that story every single day. And every day, that woman asked on the bench, who is this lucky lady? Who? Is that girl you fight for? And nobody knew that that girl on the bench, she had an Alzheimer's disease. It was his wife. And she forgot every day the story that this is my man. We are married more than 60 years. And every day he told the same story again and again. And when I wrote up that story, it reminds me about us people, about the people of God and, and you and me as well. Sometimes we have a little bit like Alzheimer. So often we forget the good news, the goodness of God in our lives. So many times God is blessing us and we are struggling with stress, with obstacles, with, with, with problems, and we forget the goodness of God. There's an amazing story in the Bible. Ten lepers. There were ten people that had lepers. And this was a disease, you know, you will die for sure. And they came to Jesus and Jesus said, when you will walk to the priest along the way, you will get healed. And all 10 people get healed in, on the journey. An amazing story in Luke chapter 15, uh, 17 verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, funny, huh? He saw that he's healed. Came back, praising God in a loud voice. I mean, when you read that story, he said, that's, that's, that's not real. 
that's, that's not real. I mean, 10 people are healed and only one guy comes back and praises God very loud. And that story Jesus teaches us, it's like, a, like an example. We can have Alzheimer. So fast, we can forget the healing moment in our lives, the blessing moments in our lives. A lot of people, you were single many years ago, now you have a wife and you're complaining about your wife. Huh? Right? Or you have no children, all of a sudden you have children and now, oh my kids, heavy, blah, blah, blah. And we forgot the goodness of God. I have invited an amazing guy uh, because so often we think thankfulness has something to do with our circumstances. If my circumstances are perfect, are blessed, everything goes smooth, then I can be thankful to God in heaven. Here is Andreas Onea, and let's give him a big hand on the stage. Come on, Andreas. Woo! Hi, Andreas. Thanks. Andreas, uh, you living in Austria? Exactly. We have a lot of Austrian jokes in Switzerland. <laughs> I heard about it. <laughs> but I don't want to go there now. Uh, you are a very, very, very fast swimmer, actually. But when I look at you, um, you have only one arm. Just tell me what happened in your life. So I had a car accident when I was five years old, almost six years old. It was on 3rd May 1998. My family and I, we are from Romania, and we returned from Romania um, to Austria and in Hungary, it started raining like really hard and um, a car lost oil in front of us and the streets were like not that uh, good in 1998 and um, all of this, um, yeah, um, it, uh, it was hard for my father to, to keep the car under control and he lost the control of the car and we got thrown away from the street. Um, the car um, landed over there, uh, as you can see in the pictures. And I was uh, behind my father on the left side of the car and my arm was in my um, security belt because I was sleeping on it. And during the car was um, rotating and, and uh, got throwing away from, from the street. I got uh, thrown out of the car and the security belt ripped off my arm. They found me um, without my arm. I uh, was found in kind of like, a, yeah, I don't know, behind there uh, where the car was lying. Um, in a hole and uh, I could have died there. I, I should have died there. I could have uh, broke my neck at the impact or um, died on blood loss or a blood infection or something like this. But um, so when I see those pictures uh, that we just watched, I'm, I'm so full of thankfulness because I know that I should have been dead there and I can live and I can see how God does wonders and miracles. And um, you, you talked about um, forgetting how good God is to us. You see, I have a daily reminder every day when I wake up, I see my wound and I see that the wound is healed. So I see how God worked and how he healed me and that he is consistently involved in my life even though this happened, but this opened so many doors for God to show his mercy. Wow. Andreas, an amazing story. I mean, your whole family, you're Christian. Your, your father, your mom is Christian. You're Christian too. I would say the whole car is a Christian car. And now we, we preach and believe that God is protecting us. God is leading us. God is guiding us. God, whatever God is doing. But now this uh, car accident happened and it's ripped off your arm. Have you ever struggled with God about what happened? I don't recall ever asking God, why did you do that? And I, I think uh, it's mainly because... I think God prepares us for events like this. So 
It happened to us because we were prepared to go through it. So he gave us the strength and um, his, his power and his grace to go through it. And on the other hand, uh, I, I had the faith example of my parents. So I saw that they did not break, even though they should have break, or they should have broken. My, grand, my grandfather died. My parent, uh, my, my father was like uh, really badly injured. Um, he lost his job. My mother was um, badly injured too. They should have um, broken, but they didn't. So this, it, it, I always was like, um, I had this, this desire to know why did, why did they stay faithful? Why did they trust God? What was it that gave them so much power to, to remain in faith? And uh, when I grew up and I, I realized how God um, has blessed us and how he helped us and how he kept his promises. You see, when my parents came to Austria, God promised to them that uh, he will bless them so much that people will wonder how much God can bless them. And now this accident happens. And I was, I was like, when I, when I first heard this story, I was like, okay, now what do you do? You have a promise from God, and then this tragedy happens. And there's kind of like no intertwining between the promise and, and the tragedy. But you see, God is so good that he can work um, his, his uh, grace through tragedies like this. Uh, Romans 8, 8, 8, 28, everything happens for the good of those who love God. So everything. And this is like... You have to decide to trust God and to trust his character, his promise, who he is, and not get thrown away of your road just by tragedies or, or stuff that happens that we have no control over. Andreas, I mean, the whole core accent could be for you like a, a stumbling stone in your faith to God, in the promise of God. If everything you could give up, a lot of people, they will be bitter. Uh, but you said, I will use that as a stepping stone. And you are a living example what it means to use a stumbling stone as a stepping stone. Now you start to swim. Why have you, I, mean, I have two arms and I will never swim. Because it's, 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 it's just going back, you go one way, then you turn and I don't, I don't see. I know, it's boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's not the thing, yeah. It's also very hard. Um, why, why have you started swimming? So I started swimming, uh, swimming for health reasons. Um, I started uh, with uh, therapy and uh, a big part of it was sports in general and swimming in particular because it's uh, very healthy for the, for the back and for the, for the muscles and uh, for my development so that I don't grow like uh, this and stuff like this. And yeah, I started doing it like once a week, then twice a week. Then the coaches uh, told me I should come more often and train more because I'm good and I didn't really like training. I liked the moving on the water and stuff, but uh, like uh, going up and going down and doing like kilometers wasn't really my thing, but I had to learn it and get more discipled in this uh, thing too. And with, when I was 12, I won my first national championship in Austria. When I was 15, I qualified for the Paralympic Games in Beijing. Um, when I was 17, I won my first uh, medal at the European and the World Championships. So it kind of just developed and I um, I suddenly woke up in the middle of the, um, of the best uh, on the podiums of the big competitions and then I, I kind of realized, okay, if I train more and I, I train harder, I could reach my big goal and um, win a Paralympic medal and this kind of just developed. We have also a picture when, when, you, when you was young and you won some, some tournaments. I mean, you were on the, on the, on the behind on the, for the multimedia. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, you were always faster with one arm than those Austrian swimmers with two arms. 
Yeah, the, there's, there's a funny story. Um, yeah, it is. In 2012, I uh, won the B final on the national championships of the swimmers without disabilities. So I placed the ninth on 200 breaststroke in total in Austria. It was really great, uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. And it, it proved to me that there's like kind of no limit. You just have to train hard. Thank you. And when you told that story, I was really amazed how fast you are, but on the other hand, I realized how slow the Austrians are. <laughs> yeah, we're a small nation, and we're not a nation of swimmers, so yeah. maybe that's the reason. <laughs> yes, no, we love the Austrians. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing, now, uh, you were really fast, and you, you signed in in the Olympic Games in Rio. And uh, before we see a clip, <laughs> we, we want to show your church something, and this is amazing. He won an Olympic bronze medal in Rio de Janeiro 2016. Thank you. That's your medal. <laughs> oh, wow. When I started, I was really proud because I'm very good in sport, but that means you are the, one of the fastest in the world. Kinda, Not only yeah. the fastest <laughs> in your city, in the world. This must be an amazing feeling. And now let's see a clip when you uh, swam in the Olympic Games of Rio, and maybe you can uh, say something about that race. With great pleasure. <laughs> so I'm the third uh, guy from, like, third lane from Dunbar. It was a really hard uh, race. It was. I didn't start good. Um, I could have uh, started a lot faster. I think I turned like fourth or fifth, so it didn't look good. Uh, my coach couldn't watch the race because he knew that it wouldn't go well. But it was, um, yeah, it was so close in London. I placed fourth over there, so I really wanted this medal, and I, I trained so hard, and I gave it my best, and this is like the last 15 meters, and yeah, it turned out great, and it was just like three tenths of a second to the fourth place, so almost again the fourth place, but I was so happy with the medal, and I kind of felt like God took me like the last 15 meters and, and he said, okay, Andy, it's your day today. You're going to win the medal because I didn't swim good. It was like uh, so much pressure, but God uh, turned turn it out well and I thank him for this. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Amazing. You know, you told in the beginning, uh, God said to your family, I will use you. You will be a voice. People will be aware about the goodness and the grace of God. And all of a sudden, you're losing your arm. And all of a sudden, you're all over the world telling that story and saying to people, everything is possible for those to believe. Don't be better, uh, bitter. Uh, not don't, be, don't be bitter. Don't fall over. Just stand up and believe that even now God is good. You are a thankful person, not even now because you won the medal. You have decided, I am thankful because I'm still alive. And even the fact that your heart is beating right now, it's a fact enough to praise God every second. Amen. Because we always be, we, we believe in, in, in science and miracles and we know a lot of things, but the heartbeat every second says, I am still alive. I am still alive. And you're a big role model for many, many people. Uh, your circumstances are not perfect, but you will never, never criticize God. You have never been angry to God, so use that to testify His amazing name. I will. I will, because I realized it's all from Him. It's nothing that I have, like, uh, deserved. It's just fully grace. And, and you see all those medals and all, all those podiums, they're fine, and we, I can enjoy them, and I thank God for them, but they are nothing compared to the moment when you kneel down to the cross and give your life to Jesus, because this is what 
That, that, that's the only thing that counts. That's everything. It changes everything. And then it changes every step of your life if you go it with Jesus. And then it doesn't matter anymore if your circumstances are bad or hurtful or hard. You're not alone. You, you go through them with Jesus. And this is like, it's, it's so beautiful when I, when I read Matthew 28 where Jesus told, tells his disciples, I will be with you to the end of the times. I will be with you through everything. And this is, and, I, and I've seen it in my life how, how Jesus went with me through everything. He didn't go beside it and he didn't make it go away. But I knew that I will never be alone because Jesus is with me. And this is so powerful and it changes, it, it changes lives and it changed my life. And this is why I, I want to tell everyone about Jesus. Let's give Andreas a big hand. Thank you so much for this amazing testimony. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I never hold before an Olympic medal in my hand. It's an amazing feeling. I don't know. I feel like Olympic. Wow, what an, what an amazing story. Because I choose as a pastor just to take people, real people, people with struggles, with, with fights, just to tell us about how good, good God is. I want to I wanna go into a Bible verse about one of the biggest thankfulness story in the Bible. The point, point number one is praising pulls you up. If you start praising God, it pulls you up. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2, and that's a thankfulness psalm from David. He says, praise the Lord, my soul. He says, my soul. Why the soul? Because in the spirit, we know God is good, right? But our soul is complaining all the time. Our soul has certain feelings. And he said, I say to my soul, on, on my almost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. David says, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't Forget, don't forget, don't, 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 don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't, don't, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. This is what he's saying. Why he's saying don't forget because often we have Alzheimer. We forget the goodness of God. Now here's the point. A lot of people say, yeah, it's easy. David is a king. David is blessed from God. He lives in an amazing house. He has money, endless money, loads of money. He's only one wife. He has wives. This guy is blessed. But here a guy is writing, he lost his own son. We have people in our church, they buried their kids. When you bury your kids, you're broken. When you bury your kids and you still say, don't forget, that means you know what you're talking about. Here is a guy with amazing, big, major mistakes. Here is a guy, his son turns around him and he has to run and flee for the rest of his life. Here is a guy, he's not saying, my life is going smooth, everything is amazing. Here is a broken guy who says, don't forget. You know why David's not forget? Because the foundation of our life, it's God. Everything comes from God, right? And everything goes back to God Almighty. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he made an amazing quote, and I like that quote because this is like an amazing quote. He said, gratefulness or thankfulness must be learned and practiced. We don't grow up with thankfulness. We have to learn that. 
You know, th th there were some people, they made studies about, about, about different nations. And one study goes like, who has the fastest drive? Which nation has the fastest speed of workload, of stress, of everything? The three top nations on that list. Nation number one is Japan. Makes sense. The nation number two, it's Germany. In the group of the three fastest speed nations, is Switzerland as well. And now the problem is, maybe you're not from Swiss and Germany, but you live here. <laughs> That's your problem. That means when you're coming from another nation, say, Swiss people are so crazy busy all the time. That means for us in that environment, in that setting, is thankfulness one of the most important thing in general. And here are two signs when you're driving car. First, as a Swiss people, German people, we have to stop. Before we're going out of your house, stop for a moment. Before you're going out of the house, you cannot drive. There is no way for you. That means we have to stop every morning and say to the soul, I will not forget the goodness of God. Because right now, here are some people, you don't have a job. Here are some people, you not feel home. And when you speak to the international congregation, you're struggling with a lot of things. And I want to teach you right now, your thankfulness is never attached where you are. It's God is with you. The Creator is with you every single flipping moment. And we have to learn and we have to trust my circumstances are never perfect, but I will never forget the goodness and grace of God. So many people say to me, Pastor Leo, you can be, you are thankful, you can travel, you have a house, you have a wife, you have not even a cat. Be thankful. Dear friends, never compare with other people. We always believe, if I could live a life like that, then I'm thankful. Thankfulness, it's your own story, with your own God, with your own thing, what God is doing in your personal life. And Bonhoeffer is saying, you have to learn that. Say to your soul, God is good. Not in seasons where everything goes smooth. In that moment, when your soul is complaining, when you feel sick, when you feel far away, that's the moment where I will not forget the goodness of God Almighty. Just how to practice that. I give you some uh, practical advice. For the ladies, it's very easy. If you're putting in on some makeups for half an hour, just use that to praise God. If you're brushing your teeth three minutes in the morning, just use that praising God. If you brush your teeth at night, just use that moment to praise God that you're still alive, that your heart is beating. Just combine that with something what you do. Every morning when I woke up or going out of the house, that's my routine. I touch the door. I touch the door. And I say, now I'm going out of my house. And a thankful guy is walking out in Wallisellen, Switzerland, and is so happy about the goodness of God. Every day, I'm not going out with a bad mood, because bad news is for nothing. 
I decided myself I have a right attitude. That's why I stop for a moment and start to praise God Almighty. The point number two, giving thanks protects you from faltering. In Psalm 103 verse 3, David is saying, He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Are you thankful that God is forgiving you all the time? How you think, how you feel, what you say, what you do. I am thankful that Jesus Christ has forgiven not a little bit. All means all what I have done in the past and all what happens in the future. And he heals my disease. He is my healer. I was on the worship tour. There was a lady. And she came up to me. And she had a baby in, on her hand. And she said to me, do you want to he, he, uh, uh, hold the baby? I said, why? I, I, I don't know you. She said, that baby is a miracle. And I said, what happened? She said, two years ago, you were on a worship tour. And you had a prophetic word. And that time I was pregnant. And I had a sickness in my belly. And the doctor said, we have to take that out and you will lose the baby. You have a cyst here. And the sisters go out and with the cyst, the baby. And in that night, you had a prophetic word. I will never forget you said, I have a word for a lady. You are pregnant. You have a cyst in the belly. And God is saying, and, and I said, it's a very, very difficult uh, word because sometimes because doctor and everything, but I believe, don't operate it, God will heal you. And it was like, it was like a moment where God touched me, I knew it's me. And I walked home and said to my husband, I will, not, I will not operate myself, I believe God will heal me. And here is the baby, and the cyst is not in my belly anymore. And she cried and cried and cried as Germans can cry. Have you ever seen a German people crying? No. That's a miracle. She cried like a river. And for her, God healed her diseases. For her, that's the praise report. She said, I have a healer. But listen to me. There are three ways how God heals. Either God heals you immediately. That's hallelujah, praise the Lord, right? If God is not healing you immediately, it's a process like the ten lepers. While they're walking, God healed them. If those two things not happen on planet earth, God will heal you in heaven. Andreas has no arm anymore. He will know when I enter heaven, God will give me a new arm and I have two arms. This is his future. This is his hope that he knows one day in heaven, God will heal me forever. Ever. That's the three way God heals us. I have a God who heals all my diseases either now or either there in planet heaven. He goes on in verse 4. And I like it. He saves my life from the grave. Here again. David is saying, I will not die. If I die, I will wake up in heaven and I will live eternal life. I have eternity in me. We Christians, we will close our eyes on earth, open our eyes forever and ever in heaven. We have an eternity. He crowns me with the love, kindness, and pity. 
Here is the thing. Every day when I woke up, I say, I have eternal life in me. The devil cannot steal the eternity in me. I'm a child of the Most High God. God provides, God leads, God blesses, God he opens doors. I have the best God on my side. I stop before I go out of my house. And I don't say my circumstances are perfect, but I have a perfect God who cares, who protects and anoints. I have one of the favorite songs. I believe everybody has a, a, your favorite song, a song who helps you to connect with God. And that song is like a song maybe five, six years old, written, I think, by Dave Cool. This song is my favorite song all the time. I listen to this song. It helps me to connect with God. Here's the song, my favorite song, who helps me to be thankful all the time. my song. This is my, Dave asked me, what kind of song do you want to have after your message? This is my song. This is my Jesus. That's all what I have and it's all what I want. He goes on in verse 5. This is a thankfulness psalm of David. He fills my years with good things and I made you young again like an eagle. What is he fills my years means as long you have a vision, as long you have hope, you as long you have dreams, God is not finished with you. That means our circumstances aren't always perfect, but I know that God will lead me, God will guide me. Here is the challenging thing. So often we are jealous about other people. For example, you have a garage, one garage. But your neighbor has a double garage. But in that double garage, it's not only one car, there are four cars. You're saying, oh God, that's not fair. I have only one car and one garage. You say, God, this guy's not only four cars, he's also a, a bike in the garage. Then you say, oh God, it's not fair. I have only one garage with one car. But my neighbor has a double garage with four cars, with one bike. And in front of the house is a boat. You will always find people. They have a different story. And especially in Christianity, we start to compare with other people. Don't do that. Because God has your own story with me. It's your story. Embrace your story. Be thankful for what God has given to you. Because you cannot live another life than your life that God has given to you. Rainer Bonk, an amazing evangelist was asked some years ago from a young guy he said you are very old Reinhard you will die very soon can you transfer me your anointing you know what Reinhard Bonke said no it's my anointing it's my story 
it's my gift. Go and find your own anointing. And that's with other words, live your own story with God. God has a unique story with your own life. Believe that, trust that. Thankful people, they believe all the time. God promotes you, not people. People can disappoint you, but God promotes me. God opens doors and not people. Thankful people, they believe. The best is not behind me. The best are in front of me. And now we will close with the Psalm 103, a very long Bible verse, and I'm used to read a long English Bible text, but I will give my very best. But I like David. In a season where he lost everything, he started to praise God. Psalm 103, verse 9 and to 17. He will not always keep after us. And he will not keep his anger back forever. He has not punished us enough for all our sins. He has not paid back for all our wrongdoings. For his loving kindness for those who fear him is as great as the heavens are high above the earth. He has taken our sins from us as far the east is from the west. The Lord has a loving pity on those who fear him as a father has a loving pity on his children. For he knows what we are made of. He remembers that we are dust. The days of a man are like grass. He grows like a flower of the field. When the wind blows over it, it's gone. Its place will remember it no more. But the loving kindness of the Lord is forever and ever on those who fear Him. Church, you have 10,000 reasons praise God you have 10,000 reasons every morning to be thankful to God in heaven